Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Fantasy exec, it's Corey Parson in the house. Corey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing this afternoon? It was August 2nd, so like this is like like the perfect time to start talking fantasy football, even though we've been doing it for like two months already. So I think <laughs> I'm ready to roll right now. No matter what situation you throw at me, I got an answer for you. All right, well, we're going to throw a couple rights. We're going to throw a couple lefts. This isn't going to be a McGregor, like Mayweather situation. This is going to be a good 12-round battle. I think we're going to do this good. Hey, on the other side, on the first segment, I posed a question here. I'm dying to know what you think. Because we're, you know, I know you've been doing this all week. You've been doing bust week. You're going to continue doing it. It's a cool thing that FNTSY is doing. I don't know if anybody has covered this yet, but I wanted to talk about the biggest fantasy bust of all time. And I put out four guys. I'd love to know your take on it. If you got another one, you can throw it out here. Larry Johnson, 2007, coming off of that insane 2006 season, was garbage. Todd Gurley last year. Trent Richardson in 2013 and Monty Ball in 2014. Corey, who is the all-time biggest fantasy bust? You know, I remember each situation that you're talking about. Um, obviously, I was big. I was drafting Trent Richardson at third overall that year. <laughs> I was like, yo, this guy's son is the man. He's going to get it done. And then, obviously, um, um, the Monty Ball, I, I didn't trust Monty Ball from the jump, so I wasn't a part of that one. But I hate to be like a prisoner to the moment. But Todd Gurley last oh year, I mean, come mm. on. That was a different level of disappointment right there. Dude was sitting in the middle of the first round. You were lucky. You felt good if you was able to get him on that back half of the first round. I remember I started a league last year. I started, I started uh, it was in the NFFC. It was, it was the prime time, so it was a bag on it. I started on Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. I had Tom Brady on the team. The wide receivers were loaded. Couldn't even make it to the playoffs because Todd Gurley was just such a drain each and every week. This is going to be the week. This is going to be the week. This is going to be the week. By the time you look up, you're sitting with a dud that ruined your fantasy season. He was the worst, still waiting on that 100-yard game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Todd Gurley is insane. The Monty Ball one, though, like Scott and I were talking because – that's one I never, I would like you, I didn't get in on that one, but there, whatever magazines we saw, they were just, just spraying Monty Ball's face all over. Denver Broncos going to roll him out, and it was just like, man, it seems like bad news, and it was bad news. So Todd Gurley is actually the physical one that burned me of all these guys, but Monty Ball just seems like the biggest epic joke because that was it. That was, he had like 500 yards in one season that got people drafting him one overall, and he never did. He didn't do jack crap after that. Nah, he was he was uh, Monty Ball was 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 a joke. I can remember those days when we was doing the show over on our serious XM. I wasn't in on the cat. I remember you know what I'm saying. People coming in the studio like yo, Monty Ball, man, Monty Ball, this Monty Ball. And I'm like Monty Ball is trash. I'm not even fooling around with y'all and Monty Ball. So I didn't I didn't have to worry about uh, Monty Ball wrecking my season. I saw that one coming. So, And that's what I'm trying to do this year, too. I'm trying to scope a couple of these joints out, look at the situation a little bit in depth, take a deep dive inside the numbers and stuff like that also. You know what I'm saying? I'm a football fan. I'm a football watcher. I can just go with my gut on some of these calls, too. The numbers may look a certain way for an individual or for a player. All the metrics may add up. But sometimes with a guy like Jordan Howard, I'm just like, that's it. It's a sophomore slump. All right, I dig it. All right, well, you can find him on, on Twitter, the Fantasy Exec. You can hear him on uh, Roto Experts. Corey, I feel like 
like you're kind of you're kind of a star over at FNTSY right now. So I'm a little star truck. I'm a little uh, for clumped here. But like, what all are you doing here? You're on Roto Experts. <laughs> I feel like you're on like three or four other shows. Well, we got the Roto Experts in the morning. You know, we've been doing it. That's that is the that's the program. I like to call it the most controversial radio show in the industry. That pops off every weekday morning at 7 a.m. We take that to 9, and then we got the fantasy football frenzy with myself, the accuracy expert, Jake Seeley, and um, newcomer, my guy, Matt Medica. So that's yeah. every day, 7 to 11. We just pop it off right out the gate. They get the fantasy executive working for four hours of radio. But then you got the video stuff, the digital stuff, you know what I mean? Obviously, file, file territory program. As we transition into the NFL season and games actually get started, it'll be some more fantasy executives rolling around enough that you can stomach. But what I'm really excited about right now is the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package, available right now on RotoExperts.com. You know what I mean? So that right there is where I can interact with my people one-on-one and get you ready for the upcoming fantasy football season. And we just sit up there in our little community. You know what I mean? That is growing daily, thank God. Um, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We should have been our little community and we kick it and we get ready to draft it. We're going to do it this year. We're going to win chips. Well, we got to take care of each other. So, you know, in this league, we don't steer you wrong. So go check out uh, all that Corey's got going on. So I want to hit some bus, but I want to do it a, maybe a little bit different. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not even really that different. But, like, I don't want to ask you, Corey, who are your bus because like, you've been talking a lot about that. What I want to do, and Scott and I decided to put together, is we put together some ADPs and we're going to give you a couple different guys and you tell us is this a bust which one is a bust we're going to just try to flip it up a little bit and see if we can determine some bust just through conversation the first one i have here and uh, take it for what it is because this is the high end of your draft riskier chance to bust based on adp ezekiel elliott at three and we don't know anything about the suspension or Le'Veon bell at two when he's kind of talking about maybe holding out, I don't know how much anybody's actually going to believe that, but Bell at two, Zeke at three, who is the bigger risk to bust? Oh, I got to go Zeke just because you don't know what happens with the suspension. You feel what I'm saying now? Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell is great. He dealt with his own suspension last year. He still came back, put up all B1 numbers, and as he will tell you, he also put up wide receiver number one numbers, and he deserves to be paid as such as a top running back and a top wide receiver. And you know what? I don't disagree with him. But Ezekiel Elliott, you know what, listen, Dallas has some pieces missing off. Not missing, but Ron Leary's going. Obviously, Lyle Collins steps in. He's a top player in, in the NFL. Doug Free, who me as a Cowboys fan, I was like, this guy can go for all I'm concerned about. But when it comes to run blocking and pass protection, he definitely was a key member of that offense. I think Zeke is good enough to overcome these things. I'm not suggesting that he busts at all, but I do think he's a little bit riskier than Le'Veon Bell, mainly because of the suspension and you know, the offensive line not being as stout going into the season as it was last year. 